to the UIAAA Connection podcast. GoFan and VNN are proud to be the exclusive sponsor of the UIAAA Connection. Now a combined company, GoFan and VNN provide a seamless integration for digital ticketing and athletic websites. Direct your fans to one place for all your athletic events, communications, and tickets to home and away games. Thank you to GoFan and VNN for their exclusive sponsorship of the UIAAA Connection. Welcome back to the final edition of the UIAAA Podcast for 2023. I'm your host, Mark Hutch Hunter. Today we have as our special guest, Garrett Wilson, Director of Athletics at Brighton High School. Welcome to the podcast, Garrett. Thanks, Hutch. Appreciate you having me. Let's have you begin by sharing with our audience here in the U.S. and internationally now where you grew up, where you went to college, your first job, et cetera. Sure. I was uh, I'm, a, I'm a Salt Lake kid, born and raised in, in Salt Lake. I grew up uh, for the first part of my life in, in uh, Kearns um, and then moved to South Jordan when I was about seven, I think it was. Um, and kind of grew up and lived there through high school. I uh, I went to Bingham High, so I was a, a minor. Um, played basketball all four years there. Played football my first couple years and uh, gave that up after my sophomore year. And that's something I wish I would have never done. Um, I tell kids all the time now that, that ask, hey, you know, should I – I'm thinking about, you know, just thinking I should specialize in one thing, do one sport and – I always tell them, hey, you know, I, I I did it as a sophomore. I I decided I'd be done playing football, and and I missed out on Friday nights, um, you know, and, and that's kind of – I don't know if it's a, a huge regret, but it's just something that I'm able to tell kids, you know, do as much as you can because at some point you're not going to be able to do it anymore, and you don't want to look back and go, I wish I'd have done that. That would have been fun. Yeah, what year did you graduate from Bingham? Uh, oh, four. Okay, so I'm I'm trying to get my oh four. Sluga <laughs> yeah. was gone by then, right? Yeah, Sluga was gone. Um, he was he was kind of there all growing up though. I always remember going to old, to to coaches camps. Um, you know, all kind of prepping to put play for for Coach Sluga, but he ended up uh, in 2000 was his last year. So I was just right before I I came in as a freshman. Um. And when I came in as a freshman, John Bosco had moved from um, Copper Hills to Bingham and was my coach for the first three years there. Uh, and then my senior year uh, was Mark Dubois' first year, uh, okay. actually as, as an interim coach. So that was my senior year. Well, that's uh, <clears throat> just as a side question, Bingham as a, a a steep and story tradition in basketball. So, what is what is it like playing for uh, on a team like that that has so much legacy to live up to? I guess is the word. It was it was phenomenal uh, just to be a part of that program. You know, um, that that really celebrated the history as it should with with that much success. Um, but it was it was just awesome to be a part of. Um, I was fortunate that, you know, I was able to play, um, you know, through through my four years there and, and 
had some great coaches, great mentors. Um, and actually, as soon as uh, I, I graduated high school, um, I went right into coaching. So it's just something I, I, I knew I wanted to do for a long time. Kind of going back to growing up, uh, my dad was a longtime basketball coach, Mark Wilson, uh, coached at Cypress. Oh, I, I had no idea of the connection until you just told me. So How thanks about for that? sharing that. Yeah. yeah. So um, coached at Cypress for a lot of years. Um, so, you know, I grew up as a, as a coach's kid. I mean, I remember my, all my childhood memories are, are in Cypress's gym. You know, I can tell you every little nook and cranny of that place. Mm -hmm. um, so that was fun getting to grow up and, and, be in the locker rooms and be on the buses and, and, and get to kind of live that coach's kid lifestyle. But that's, that's what, that's what drove me into wanting to be a coach. I always, I, since a little kid, I never wanted to be a cop or a fireman or something else. I wanted to be like my dad and be a basketball coach. Um, so right after I graduated high school, I, I, you know, coach Dubois hired me on as his assistant sophomore coach at 18 so I was I was coaching kids that I was just teammates with, you know, the the year before, uh, and then took over actually as head coach that very next year and did that for the next eighteen years. Huh. That is uh, fascinating. The amount of things that I don't know about that's incredible. Let me ask you about your. You grew up in South Jordan, so I assume there was numerous opportunities for youth sports for you because Bingham has such a a large number of kids in football, basketball, baseball. Well, yeah. particularly baseball too, because that that's another storied program. Yeah, for sure. And and um, growing up, so played played as many sports as we could. Um, I had three older brothers, so you know that was just kind of life for us out in the out in the street playing wiffle ball or. Uh, you know, having a the quarterback challenge in the backyard, whatever it was. That was just that was life. So we had tons of sports, you know, uh, that that uh, organized sports that we were able to play growing up, played basketball, played football growing up, played baseball. Baseball actually might have been my best sport. And I just I, I don't know why I, I, you know, ended up giving that up, but never played that. Never got to play for uh, the legendary Coach Sato, but right. got to get, uh, you know, uh, build a really good relationship with him just as a coach there. I coached. I coached at Bingham for 10 years um, right. before I moved on to, to my head coaching gigs. You'll appreciate this. <laughs> it shows my age. It shows my <laughs> age and Joey still be. Joey and I were classmates at the University of Utah. How about that? Uh, graduated in the same year. And, of course, he went back to Bingham because if memory serves me right, Joey played with Bruce Hardy back when he was yeah. on the cover of Sports Illustrated back in 71. Yeah. And yeah. as far as I know, he's still there. And I've been retired for 10 years and I put I put 34 years in. Yeah, you know, hey, coach, he's still going strong. He still loves it, still has a passion for it. I mean, he's 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 an institution uh when it when it comes to high school coaches in the state of Utah. So yeah, real privilege to to know him. And um, you know, I know. One of the questions you talk about a lot is is mentors, you know, um, and just and some of we'll those. Just have you, we'll just have you go right into that. Yeah, we'll go right into that, right? But I, I, those years of Bingham, I mean, it, it was, I had so many great people to learn from. 
um, not knowing that I'd be an athletic director, not knowing that was the role. I thought I was a lifelong coach. I thought I was going to coach basketball and, 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 and do that for years and hopefully be one of those names like the George Slugas, like the uh, Jim Jimmis, you know, uh, that I got to work with a little bit here when I got to Brighton, but uh, never know I'd, uh, that I'd become an AD, um, but, but was with Brad Bevan um, for, for, kind of the last part of his career uh, as athletic director at, at, at Bingham. And that was, I just thought that was the norm. Uh, I thought that people cared about their schools and their community and put the time in. And that was just kind of the norm. And and on leaving that, you you really got to see, you know, somebody like Brad, how, how, um, how dedicated he was to the school, you know. Um, so that was, that's been something I've been able to look back on and, and try to take a lot of the things that I saw him doing just with building relationships with coaches and coaches supporting each other, being at each other's events. You know, I, I thought that was the norm when I was, when I was coaching there and sometimes it's not. Um, yeah. So it's, it was really good to, to, to be around those guys. Jeff Arbogast, a, you know, legendary cross country and track coach that, um, you know, with a just, voice like no other with a voice like no other but I you know coach coach Arbogast uh, he and I have gotten to be good friends in my adult years but I took a, his sports psychology class uh, in high school and that had uh, an unbelievable impact on me it actually pushed me into what I went into for for my my master's degree I got in sports psychology um, and created a program here at Brighton that was very similar to his sports psych program uh, that he ran at Bingham all those years. So, yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, now that we're sitting and talking about it, kind of reminiscing on all those years, it's amazing how many people you go back to and, and, and think about it's kind of shapes what I'm doing today is I'm, I'm, you know, in my role as AD here at Brighton. Absolutely. Let me ask you a little bit of a personal question here, Garrett, what's your biggest failure or disappointment in life and what did you learn from it? Oh wow! Um, for sure, the 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 biggest disappointment uh, for me, as I said before, I was I was at Bingham for ten years uh, as an assistant. Um, I actually only applied for one job uh, outside of that for for the head coaching job was at Jordan <laughs> uh, when. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm glad I didn't get it. I wasn't ready, and I thought I was. Um, but it was it was good to to have those ten years um, to really learn what it takes to be a head coach and not just jump right into it. Um, I think I see a lot of coaches nowadays that are really ambitious to become head coaches, and and you know, part of me just wants to say, hey, go go be an assistant for a little while, kind of. See what see what that uh, see what that's like. You'll learn a lot from that, and you'll learn some things that you won't have to learn the hard way as a head coach. But anyway, going back to that, I was I was there for ten years, um, and uh, at the end of Coach Dubas' career, um, you know, it was about the time I was looking. Hey, this is this is time I want to be a head coach. I've always wanted this, and this seems perfect. I've been here at Bingham. I've got great friendships, great relationships. Um, they know me here. The community knows me. I'm as dedicated as anyone out there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna apply for this job, and I, I think it should, I think I should get it. 
Um, and I didn't. Uh, that's when Jake Schroeder came in. Um, right. and, and he's a, a unbelievable coach. Um, you know, now if you could ask me and we had an interview with me and him, I'd hire him. Um, but back then going through it, I, you know, I didn't see it that way. Um, so I was pretty jaded at the whole process. Say, hey, I, you know, here I am, I right. put in 10 years. I kind of started getting those entitled thoughts like, Hey, I put in my time. It was mine. I deserved it. And they didn't give it to me. And these are, I mean, you know, the, the guys on the committee were the guys I was talking about, Brad Bevan, Joe Sato, uh, Tom Sherwood, or not Tom Sherwood, sorry, my old principal, but uh, yeah. Tom Hicks. Tom uh, Hicks, sure. And, um, so just people I had really good relationships with and just thought, man, this is a this is kind of a no brainer. I'm the new up and comer. I got to be the guy. Uh, and I didn't get hired. And and that was that was really, really hard. But it also was the catalyst to to making a change and going somewhere else. And I'm so glad I did. I mean, I loved my years at Bingham. I still have great, great memories and friendships from from people back then. Um but it led me to looking elsewhere. Um, and, and I ended up getting a job the next year with Scott Briggs at West Jordan, who is, sure. I mean, a legendary coach in high school basketball. Um, I'd always really looked up to him, but never, it was just always as an opponent. So I got to work under him for a year and see um, his process for doing things. And that was so valuable to get a new perspective of, of somebody that had so much success. Um, and then that led me to my head first head coaching job at Taylorsville uh, as a basketball coach. Um, and I was at T-Ville for two years and then got hired on here at Brighton where I'm at now. So um, definitely a, a difficult thing to get told no, especially by your mentors um, and, and the place that you thought that's the, this is where I want to be. This is what I want life to be. But I look back on it now as I'm sitting in the office, the AD office at Brighton High School, just happy as can be about how you know life's turned out um it opened my eyes to other places other people um so it was really hard to go through in the moment but it led to to something really great that i have here now that's uh that's an incredible story i'm not smiling at you i'm smiling it brings back memories i went through the same thing at jordan high in the 80s yeah uh, football coach Al Watron died of cancer. I'd been his assistant for three years. I was ready. I was the guy. The principal even told me shortly after, uh, before the funeral, before they opened the job up, that, uh, you know, yeah, you've put in your time. You should be the next guy. And so I'm thinking, well, I got this. I'm yeah. the next guy. And I wasn't the next guy. And it was right about about that time when I really became involved in the UI AAA. So this is 87, I want to say, maybe 88. And then, of course, I look at my life now and what the UI AAA has meant to me and the NI AAA and the things I've been able to do. And it's probably a good thing I didn't get the job. So, Yeah, I, you know, I... I... I just think that Hutch, that's a tribute to to just always trying to see the positive in something. Always, always trying to make whatever circumstance that happens, you know, the the the, the one door closes and another, you know, window opens. Um, Absolutely. You know, so that was definitely something I felt, and I feel I, I feel is very valuable, but so cool. I mean, to think about the 
<laughs> what you've been for the UI AAA, um, maybe it wouldn't have happened. You know. Well, I'd. I'm thinking about it because I mean that's that's all I ever wanted to be was a head football coach, and of course. Yeah. I look at it now looking back and of course you're aware that my son-in-law is the head coach at corner. And of course yeah. you're really aware because obviously now you have Casey as your head coach. And that's, yeah. I look back at what I knew then and I understood offense pretty well, but that was the back in the days of the veer. I mean, <laughs> the stuff that, that Eric runs and Casey runs, I mean, I, it's above, it's above my pay grade. It's, you know, it's incredible that way. Let me ask you a question about the job of AD. I realize you haven't been at it that long, but you've been at it for a few years. Has it changed since you first started? Uh, are a lot of things are the same? What are the differences? Uh, talk about you know, that. It's, it's only been a couple of years. Um, I took over for Lynn Monker, who was, you know, a, a staple at Brighton. Um, Lynn and Monker, who took over for Richard Ball, who took over for Brent Smith. And I think <laughs> that's that's the entirety of the ADs at Brighton. Yeah, that's it. Which is, yeah. I mean, that's kind of crazy. Um, I felt the same way as a basketball coach. I think when I took over here, I was the sixth basketball coach uh, in the history of Brighton High School. And that's, I mean, yeah. there's some schools that have gone through six and six years. Um, you know, <laughs> then, then I get this AD job and I, I hear I'm the fourth one to ever have it. So, yeah, I've definitely had some, um, so, some, some, legendary people uh before me but the job definitely i mean it's 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 changing every year i mean it's changing it's changing seasonally it seems like there's new new things that we learn from you know this fall season that okay we got to do this a little bit differently um moving forward into our our winter season i just there's there's more and more um that are that are becoming this just being seen as as more important in the world of sports and i just think our role as ad is just um it's just getting bigger i was looking at the other you, you look on our district website and and um the the essential uh, functions of an athletic director the list is big, is as long as a principal Right. Yeah. You look at an yeah. assistant principal and and the list isn't half as long as the essential function of an AD. So, I mean, that's that's truly, I think, what ADs are becoming um, is is um, in a way a, a vice principal, an assistant principal over this one specific department in in sports. But it's just it's it's so vast and there's so much to it um, that that it's just it, it requires so much time and energy. Um that, that that's kind of the main the, the, the thing I've seen is is it's just it's definitely a full time job. No, no question. And I of course am and jaded and jealous because back when I retired, <laughs> yeah. I was I was still teaching half the day. I had two periods on and yeah. well my prep period, which was actually spent in the AD's office, and then my AD period, which was spent in the AD's office, and then the two hours immediately after school, which was spent in the AD office. And so I'm so glad that, uh, and of course, I think a lot of it has to do with our current superintendent, who's obviously a product of, of interscholastic sports and went on to become a great quarterback down at SUU. And I, I think having that background in athletics certainly helps because I know, uh, well, I know how tough the job is, as do you. And I know how really tough it is if they don't give you the proper time. So thanks for sharing that. Let me 
ask you, so you first became an AD. So how did you hear about the UIAAA? Did Sherwood just say, look, this is the way it is. This is what you're doing. I mean, you know, it's just Sherwood and I go way back. So, oh yeah. Um, so, you know, when, when, when Lynn, uh, was, was retiring, um, Tom Sherwood approached me, the principal at the time and just said, look, I, I want you, I want you to be our next AD. Um, but there's kind of one, one caveat to that is you, you, you can't coach. Um, which caught me off a little bit because that was kind of always what my thought I was always, I, I wanted to do. Well, I got and then, and it, you, get to, you get to the smaller, a lot of the smaller schools still have. Yeah. Like three, a even some four A's, you still have an AD that's a coach, but sorry to interrupt. Continue. Yeah, no, no for, and, and for sure. So, I, I mean, and I, I thought, you know, if, as I, as I got a little bit more, uh, a little bit older and, 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 into coaching a little bit more, the AD job started coming up and thinking, oh, maybe that's the route I go, you know, and thinking about doing that, but could I do that and still coach basketball? Cause it wasn't really done. Well, he just said, look, if, if you're going to do this, um, you, you got to be done coaching basketball. So that was a really tough decision. Um, but ultimately mm -hmm. decided what this job is, the impact that I could have um, in, in the school was, was just something that, I needed that, that I wanted to do for the next kind of phase of my career. Um, so I hadn't really thought about it until that point when Lynn was, was ready to be done. So, I mean, the only, the only connection I had to the UI AAA was, was playing up at Wasatch with Lynn and sure. Tom when they invited me to come with them, you know, for the foursome. Um, but once I got into the job, I, I understood how important, um, our organization is um and i'm i'm excited about learning more and being more involved with it moving forward um i i started my process um for for caa certification um i've got three of the four classes done i just got to do the 503 um that i plan to do here before um before the spring so hopefully i can sure. i can sit for the exam in the spring and, and become certified. That is awesome. Thanks so much for sharing that. I know I mentioned the previous ADs at Brighton. You're only the fourth, and I think Brighton opened in 70? Yeah. 69-ish? 70 whatever. yeah. Yeah, so that's 50 <laughs> years, only four ADs. I guess my question is, what's it like? Or have you speak to the what it's like of taking over as an AD. I mean, Brighton's a legendary school. They got a lot of state champions and they've had a, a successful run there, obviously a high academic school. So is there a little bit of pressure there? Let's have you speak to that. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, it, it's, it's humbling to, to be at such a successful place. Um, my office that I'm in right now sits right in the middle of what we call our hall of champions that I get to walk down every day to come into my office. Um, and you know, the 121 state championship athletic state championships, uh, trophies that you get to walk by. It's just, it's just impressive. Um, it's, it's just, you know, one of the things that has been so important for me was, was to really, remember and honor the tradition uh I, I do think that's something that's that's becoming 
lost on on some of our young kids nowadays um, for a multitude of reasons, I'm sure. But just the the connection to the school and the pride of the school uh, is kind of being lost. That's one thing that I've I've really it's been important to me to to kind of show the legacy of Brighton to let our kids know the legacy of it. Um, get to know some of these coaches that have been here that are uh, that, that have done so many, so many good things, won so many things, been so successful. Nat- Natalie Meyer, um, mm-hmm. Todd Etherington, um, you know, uh, Ryan Bullitt, our, our, one of our old football coaches who's still here teaching. There's just, it's, it's been, uh, it's really an honor to, to get to work alongside those people. But uh, um, it, it was really important to me to, to, show them our community at large you know this the the legacy that's been built here is is something special and and it needs to be celebrated so we try to find any way that we can we can do that um just to to keep that keep the past in in our in our future um in in what we're doing and that's uh yeah I'm smiling because I think of the legendary school and all they've done, but I think Brighton is still the only school that I'm aware of that has a football field that runs. East, well, mostly East and West while everybody else has the standard, you know, North and South look. We have debates on that all the time. Well, what, what way are we saying? Where's our end zone when I'm, when I'm, you know, writing uh, the, the emails to our opposing our teams coming in. You know, you'll warm up on the northwest side of the and yeah, you know, yeah. northwest. What are you talking about? <laughs> you see what you get here. But when you stand out on that that football field, it's it's pretty spectacular. Uh, oh, the view is, is unlike any other. It's incredible. <clears throat> Let me ask you this: What's one common myth about being an AD that you'd like to debunk? <laughs> well, I, a lot of people on your your podcasts, you know, have, have mentioned this. Um, but just the idea that we're we're not just spectators, we don't just go and watch games is is definitely true. You know, I'm not in my office watching ESPN all day. And then I, I go at at night, um, you know, to watch some, one of our sporting events. Um, there's, there's a lot more going on, even when we're there that I think a lot of people don't realize we're constantly assessing the situation where assessing how our coaches are handling themselves, handling uh, officials, their interactions with kids, what our, what our parent population is looking like, what our student population is looking like and how they're acting at the games. You know, always thinking about, are there things that we can add to our venues to make things better um, for other teams coming in or just for the experience itself? So it's definitely not just a cush job. Um, I do think it's a highly coveted job and it's something that when, when, when I took over, one of the reasons why I was okay with, with stepping away was just that if I say no, it might not come back to me, the, this opportunity, you know, uh, I don't think I was ready to be done coaching. Um, but this is one of those, those positions that I think you can have so much of an influence uh, that, that you really, if, if, if it's something that you're, you're, excited about doing you don't want to pass that up but there's a lot to this I you know it's it's the principal and me as far as who's spending the most hours in this school and it's I, I don't even think it's it's close um, to, to that you know you are so you are so correct let me 
well, I don't know if it's a follow-up question or just a follow-up statement. You talk about, and I know a lot of people on this podcast say, well, people just think you show up to the game. They think this, the game happens by accident. <laughs> you don't understand what goes on, but I, you may be aware of, I'm not going to mention any schools here, but you may be aware of <clears throat> some officials that were accosted here. Well, by the time this airs, it will have been two months from when this airs. But as the time we talk, it's just within the last 10 days. I'm not sure where the AD was, or I know the AD wasn't there for the new AD workshop. Yeah. And these officials were left, from what I understand, on their own. They were getting trash thrown at them. Apparently, one or two of them assaulted. Yeah. And it was a bit, I assume you heard uh, about it through Casey, but it was, uh, and it was a big deal. And it should have been a big deal because it's my way of thinking. This is kind of me being preachy, but I mean, it's AD 101. Yeah. You got, you got a home game football, basketball, gate receded, your first responsibility, along with the myriad of other things that you have to do is you make sure those officials get on the field safely and you make sure they get off. And I can remember, I can remember sitting in the south end zone at Jordan, reminding the back judge five minutes left in the game. Yeah, remind your crew, we talked about this. We're going to meet at this corner of the end zone. And but when that game's over, you drop that ball, you get here. And if it was a close game, yeah, I had an, I had a, a policeman with me. Yeah. And if it was a blowout, I'd say just get here and we, we'd mosey on back. But that's, that's so important. And I think, boy, that also speaks to the importance of, of having properly trained ADs. So thanks for bringing that up. And I hate yeah. to be cheeky, but uh, let me go on to the next great question, which is my favorite. What's the favorite part of your job? Oh, you know, as a longtime basketball coach, and growing up as a kid from a longtime basketball coach, I mean, we it's basketball's in our family. Um, I, my brother Skyler's the head coach at Riverton basketball right now. Um, See, no, I didn't. I didn't make that connection either, and I so, should have with the same last name. Yeah, yeah you know. Um, so, I, but basketball was just everything. Always, it's all we ever really, you know, thought about. But stepping outside of that and becoming the AD, it's been really, really fun to get to see kids in other avenues. I mean, obviously, I, I know the world of basketball um, and what the team and basketball can create, but that environment's happening in you know, 20 plus other, other activities and sports going on within our school. It's just been really fun to get to see those kids in their element. Um, see our lacrosse girls, um, love what they do get to go. And today I'm, I'm, we we're playing in the semifinal, uh, for, for girls soccer today out at, mm -hmm. at Zions bank and just being there on the field, watching those girls get to enjoy their experience. Um, you know, and then going to a baseball game, going to a swim meet and seeing seeing that world of something that I never knew because it's a winter sport. I never seen a I've, I've right. never seen a swim meet before. That's been that's been really fun to get to know those kids and see them in their elements um, is is probably the best part um, is I'm not just so isolated in, in my one sport and seeing the impact there, but I can see cease and, and get to know so many so many other kids well said 
We'll finish with a couple of questions, Garrett. The first being, and I realize you're a newer AD, but you're not brand new. So I need I need Garrett Wilson's two suggestions to a brand new AD, and they need to follow Garrett's suggestions in order for them to become successful. What would your two suggestions be? <laughs> well, my two suggestions are stolen suggestions from people that have done this for a long time um, and that know better than me. But as you know, Hutch, all of us coaches, we steal everything from coaches right. anyway. So it, may, it actually makes sense, right? You figure out what is, is best practice and, and move forward with that. And kind of to sidestep and say, that's what I, that's what's so great about the UI AAA, about this podcast, um, about going to the state conference, national conferences. You get to do that. You get to go learn and, and steal ideas from other people. One of the coolest parts um, for me, new in this is just how open and welcoming everyone, all the veterans have been um, to answering questions, to bouncing ideas off of, to, hey, can you help me out on this little situation? Um, you know, that's huge. So as a new AD, you know, one, one of the suggestions is, is get to know others, get to know other ADs outside of um, even just, uh, you know, your region, but but likely there's some some veterans in your region that can be uh, a, a good helping hand if you'll reach out to them. Um, another uh, another suggestion, I mean, this this is going to seem completely obvious, but but get to know your coaches. Um, that's an obvious. So kind of what I mean more than just get to know them, show their support is. Go and, and help out with the little things. Um, that's one perspective that I've had as a, as a longtime coach and, and, you know, head coach for, for a long time now is I still have, I still remember what it's like to be a head coach. Um, there's a lot on your plate and there's a lot of things that you got to try to balance. Um, and sometimes you have assistants that are really great that, that you can delegate and give some things to. Um, but I've found just helping out with little tasks with some of my coaches has really gone a long way. Um, you know, last season with, with, uh, in the spring, the winter that we had, uh, <laughs> some really heavy snow was hanging on our batting cages out by our field and it broke off some bolts at the top. And I just, I went to our coach, Mark, Hey, I'll take care of it. I'll go fix them for you. I'll go buy the bolts from home Depot and I'll get up there on a ladder and fix them. So we didn't have to worry about it, you know? Um, up at, at tennis the other day. And now it's, God, I got to order these tennis balls. I got to figure out. I said, hey, let me take care of it. I'll figure it out. You know, just little seemingly innocent things like that um, can go, I think, a long way to getting your coach's trust, especially as a new AD, um, mm -hmm. somebody that's coming in. I've got Natalie Meyer, who's won X amount of championships. And I've, I've got to kind of tell her, okay, well, this is how we're going to be doing some things. Be real easy to just say, I don't know, listen to that guy. He's brand new. So just doing, going out of your way to do those little things to show him, Hey, I remember what it's like to be a head coach. Let me, let me take a little bit off your plate. Um, I think can, can go a long way. I love that suggestion. There is so much wisdom in that. So thanks so much for sharing. We'll finish with this. Garrett, what questions should I have asked you that I failed to ask you? Uh, you know, I listen to the podcast every week, Hutch, and <laughs> these are always fun ones to hear. So I'm just going to throw out a fun one. Uh, right. MJ or LeBron? And my answer is emphatically 
MJ, no question. And and minus two. And, and maybe <laughs> it's because we're older. And, and maybe. LeBron, LeBron can play, but as good as he is, he's not MJ. Yeah, this is, yeah. Well, I'm sure we, that would be debated with, with some of the younger folks out there. But in my eyes, there's there's no change in my mind. MJ's MJ is the GOAT. <laughs> well, I love that. And so on that note, that wraps it up for this edition of the UI AAA Connection. Once again, our special guest today has been Garrett Wilson, the Director of Athletics at Brighton High School. Garrett, so thank you so much for being on the podcast today. For sure, Hutch. Appreciate you again having me. For our listeners, we hope you tune in again next week or actually now next year for another edition of the UI AAA Connection. Thank you.